This podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. To get a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash thelapse today. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Lapse Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host, Kyle Jest, and today we've got a story from Marshall Whitlock. Again, he's come back. Now, before that happens, you should know this show's on a ticking clock. Several of you have asked how you can personally support the show, and now you can. Look, I won't box your eardrums here, but running this show is a full-time job that I constantly lose money on. If you want to see The Laps a year from now, visit thelaps.org and check out our Patreon campaign. There's even some rewards in it for you if you do. Keep The Laps running. It won't take much. Anyway, back to Marshall. Marshall calls this story the most uncomfortable thing that has ever happened to him. I'm calling this one awkward. Here it comes. This is The Laps. Do you know what Marshall did today? What did Marshall do today? Well, today Marshall was rolling around on his big wheels and there was a little girl playing. And he ran over her leg with his big wheels. Well, that's not the worst part. The worst part is that he drove her over one time and then he backed up and he drove over her again. Marshall's still in preschool. And sure, he's not the quietest kid. I had like severe ADHD. Prone to the occasional indiscretion. And I would fight all of the time. But boys will be boys, right? Can you guess what Marshall did today? And my mom sighs and rolls her eyes. And she's like, God damn, <laughs> what did he do? Well, Marshall today was on the field playing he climbed the jungle gym and he dropped his pants and peed on one of the kids that was climbing up. I never remember having any malicious feelings. It was just like, I have a compulsion to do this right now. I have no control over myself. I was in grade 12 and I had been going to my church youth group for years. There's this girl there named Sasha, kind of heavier set big afro a little awkward maybe and so sasha had a crush on me and it would be like cute like harmless stuff like she would run up at church and like kiss me in the cheek and then all the girls would giggle like run away but he thinks nothing of it he's a couple years older for one and when he graduates high school and leaves the church he never sees her again until one day i'm at home and i get a call from this girl hello oh hey marshall it's sasha oh Hi. She's never called me before. We've never hung out. Like, I don't even know how you got my phone number. I'm having my grade 11 prom, and, um, did you want to be my date? No, he doesn't. Not really. But I can't think of a reason why not to. I, like, couldn't lie that quickly. So he searches the room for an excuse. Hello? But to be frank, Marshall. Marshall's no Kaiser Sose. No, sure. We're at her house, we're picking her up, and my mom gives me like a little rose to give her. And I'm like, no, I can't give her a rose. That'll give her the wrong impression. So, no rose. A limo picks the rest of the kids up, 12 in total. Six girls, six boys, all Sasha's friends. So we're dancing and having dinner. It's like a three-course gourmet meal. But the prom is just the appetizer. The main course on every kid's menu is the after party. 
It's all they seem to talk Are about. Are you going to the after party? Hey, bro, you coming to the after hey, party? Going to the after party? I can't wait for the after party. It's only time before Sasha pops the question. Marshall, you're coming to the after party, right? She smiles at him. Care for a dance? And just out of nowhere, this girl starts like just booty popping me. Like, like twerking. Pretty sure everybody in the dance floor like turned simultaneously and looked at me and her. Marshall shoots his hands up. Not touching. <laughs> he plays it off like a joke, but Sasha can tell something's up. He excuses himself, but she stops him. Are you alright? Like, what's the matter? Sheepishly. He looks at her. I'm sorry, Sasha. Like, I I really don't want to be mean to you, but like, I don't know where you think this is going to go, but it's just, this isn't going to go anywhere. No tact at all. Just the worst thing I could have said. Sasha's eyes begin to well. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's, no, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm looking for her later. God damn, I feel like an asshole. And I see her in the distance, coming out of the ladies' bathroom. All of her friends are around her, like four girls rubbing her back at once. As if by sixth sense, all four girls shoot Marshall a look. So Marshall rides the evening out in a chair and waits for his ride home. That is, uh, their ride home. And, uh, they drop me off. Uh, Good night, everybody. One person out of, like, the 12 people in that limb was like, bye. Oh, that was a great night. About a year goes by. Maybe two. I'm uh, downtown with some friends. Friday night, and we were wandering around. We've been drinking, you know, all loud and belligerent. And I hear, Marshall? He swings around. Guess who? Sasha. She is looking banging. She just looks so good. She's lost so much weight. She's shapely, long hair, like dresses really well. Hey. Oh my God, how are you, Sasha? Tell me about yourself, what are you doing? She does a little flip of her hair. Oh, I'm going to go dance at the Roxy with my friends. But I have to go, they're waiting for me. She kind of like pops it out as she turns around. She kind of gave me like the, look what you missed, kind of look and walk. Marshall stops and contemplates this for a moment. He thinks, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, fuck me. I feel better that you feel better. Another year, year and a half. Marshall and his buddy buy some Slurpees at the local gas station. And I'm paying, and I hear, Marshall? And I turn around, and I look down. And, of course, it's Sasha. In a wheelchair. With the gloves on and everything. And I just freeze up completely. Very seldom do I have absolutely nothing to say, but this was the one time that I really remember I could not say a word. Sasha's face is solemn. I guess you hadn't heard? Slightly dazed, Marshall shakes his head. Heard what? What happened? She says, well, look, I don't know how else to say this, but I... I got pushed out of a 10th story balcony, and so she survived. I didn't ask her about it because I didn't want to stir up anything, but I guess she's a paraplegic at this point. So the only thing I can think to talk to her about is church and Christianity. I, at that point, made the switch from a devout Christian to a 
fervent atheist. So, he says. Do you still go to church? She gives him a quizzical look. Uh, well, no. No. And because I can still only think of the things that we have in common, and the only thing I know about her is that she went to church with me, I fire back with, well, do you still believe in God? This is what I asked the paraplegic girl that I'm talking to. She actually says, that's a really weird question that kind of makes me uncomfortable. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, two people just like staring at each other. Oh my God, say something. Oh my God, say something. Why aren't you saying something? It's been so long since you said something. It's getting worse. Okay, well, bye. Soon after, his buddy saunters up. Right as we get out the door, he just leans over. He's like, I wouldn't either. Huh? Marshall says. And then it dawns on him. No. She didn't think that that's what I meant. His buddy squints. Yeah, she definitely thought that's what you meant. And so um, that's like the most uncomfortable thing that's ever happened to me. And every time I tell that to people, I'm pretty sure most of them think that I'm a dick. Just a big asshole. But it was not on purpose. I just don't know how to talk sometimes. <laughs> I almost figure until like I turned 19, I was like barely even conscious. I didn't feel like I was thinking at all, like ever. Maybe that's just hindsight of 2020. And when I'm 35, I'll look back at when I was 25 and be like, I don't even think I was awake. I think I was just moving and making sounds. That story again was shared by Marshall Whitlock. He's an independent cameraman who is actually also part of the team from Taking My Parents to Burning Man, if you remember episode 7 from so long ago. If you're out there, Sasha, he wants you to know he really is sorry. A big, giant shout-out to Vidang Menarika, I hope I pronounced that right, who said, hey, why can't they donate to your show? And uh, then he did. I was super humbled by that, so hey, thanks, Vidang. Visit thelaps.org now to join him in keeping this sucker running. Remember, you can send pitches, questions, comments, all anything you like to stories at thelaps.org. You know, you've got a story in you somewhere. Come on, send me a pitch. Check me out on the Audience Canada Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. on the W Network. You can also go to thelaps.org where there are full episodes. You can see me in the flesh. Well, not in the flesh, but you, you know what I mean. My name is Kyle Jest, and this was The Laps. Thank you so much for listening.